podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another Manager Matter podcast. This is the Castilla Corner. It's a very special edition, I would say, because I'm hosting. <laughs> and um, we are not talking about Castilla, not directly anyway. Uh, we're talking about uh, potential Castilla players that played for uh, Spain's under-19 team in the Euros. And joining me, as always, is Ruben Scherping. How are you, man? I'm good. I've, um, yeah, had some summer vacation for a while now, so energy levels are good. Uh, you told me you're, you're not really, you told me you're not really the same, but, um, but yeah. 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 It's, you know what? These podcasts um, get me out of my, out of my uh, slump, if, <laughs> yeah. if that's the right word. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you, you, for me, I just like kind of view it as sitting and talking about football with a bunch of friends, which yeah, is not like, I, it's not that, like, it's, it doesn't feel like work. So it's good. I totally agree. It's uh, no work. Yeah. Unless you're very tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I am right now. I, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, there were a few Juvenile uh, players that played for Spain in mm-hmm. their win over, I'm forgetting which team it was. It was, it was Greece. Greece. Yeah, final win, yeah. Yeah, Euros under-19s. Yep. Uh, there were quite a few Castilla players that played for the, for the under-19s and they played pretty well, according to what I've read on Twitter and from what I've heard from uh, the man on my right or left, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not good with the uh, hosting thing, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I did, didn't watch the game. Uh, I couldn't watch the game. I wasn't home, but um, this is sort of a Q&A with Ruben who did watch the game and he has some analysis for all of us. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, uh, I would just, I, I just want to know about Manuel Ankel. I'm so excited about him playing for Castilla and stuff. How, um, how was his performance? First of all, yeah, I've um, so this is the second game that I've watched with uh, Spain on the 19 this uh, this week. They also played. Um, huh, already forgot about uh, which team they faced. It was uh, Iceland. So I, was I mean. Say. It's it's not been the the toughest fixtures for them so far, and, and next up is actually my country Norway. So let's mm. see how that goes. But um, yeah, Manuel Langhel, I agree, very exciting. I feel like he's like the kind of player that, based on what we've heard and what we've the little we've seen, it seems like he's like almost a guaranteed, not a guaranteed success because nobody is. But I uh, I feel very confident about. Uh, how he will be performing for Castilla next season. I think he will be a key player. Uh, we'll be very surprised if he's not going straight into the to the lineup. Um, mm. So, yeah, he, he I think uh, he played well both games, especially in the... Um, I thought he actually played better in the, in the first game against Iceland. Uh, although in this game, he actually did score. Um, I think Manuel Angel has a lot of good traits. He... He's very he's very good at um, progressing the ball. It's very comes very easy for him, and mm. um, always looks forward. He's quick on the ball, can dribble, um, good passing, uh, vision. He uh, yeah, he's got so many good qualities, and he's uh, showed it in in both of these games. I'm not sure if I'm, I haven't checked his goal scoring stats. So you know, today he 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 arrived on a late run to the box from a low cross from the right, and um, easy easy goal for him. I, I'm not sure if that's normal Manuel Angel stuff, but uh, yeah, two impressive games from him, and um, I think this is a guy who we will talk a lot about next season. Maybe if Arribas for sure he, he will go. Maybe Manuel Angel will be one of the most exciting players next season yeah I mean I think that's kind of what I'm most excited about because Arribas is not going to be there for sure I think we, we will get into that later um, 
But yeah, I mean, there are going to be players that come up from the uh, and there are going to be players from the Castilla that will get more minutes. For example, Nico Paz is going to get a yeah. really big uh, role next season. And I think Manuel Ankil should follow suit as well. Um, my question is more about him being like, you know, how how does he fit stylistically in, in this Castilla team? Uh, as we know, Raul plays a a three at the back. I mean, he can change because the squad will change as well. But uh, does he? How, where does he fit in the in the in the team? Does he play as a deep line playmaker? Does he play more forward like Arribas? What is it? From what so, you saw in these two games, I mean. Yeah, so he surprised me a little bit because I I knew that he was more like uh, a number eight. So he would be like a central midfield player. I've, I've noticed before that he plays, he likes to play to the left. Like imagine Crows for, for the first mm-hmm. team. He uh, likes to drift to the left and, you know, there's usually a little bit more space when you drift out wide. He likes to go out there to receive the passes. Mm-hmm. Um, but what has surprised me over these two games is how many runs he actually makes in behind. He goes on a lot of attacking runs. He He stretches the defense and uh, seems to be willing to arrive into the box to to finish as well. So um, I think he can be. I don't. Th- he, he's not a defensive midfielder for sure, and mm. I, I'm not sure if he's. I guess he could play as more some attacking midfielder, but I, I think his best position will be somehow kind of a number eight, um, running up and down, arriving into the box, like the torch. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that's uh that could be a decent comparison. And um, yeah. um, I I think getting him into the team will will not be a problem today. He well, I I gotta say this if this is the future of Greece uh, football, then <laughs> the future does not look bright for them because they were really awful and they actually conceded five goals against Norway as well. Um, yeah. Although they scored four in that game and uh, none oh. in this, so it, it was just an, an awful game from them. So, so I, I don't think it's um, uh, what can I say? How can how much can we really take from this game? Something to be questioned. But Manuel Angel played um, together with Cesar Palacios actually in the four for two. They were the only two central midfielders, and um, I don't think that would necessarily hold up in a competitive. Um, game which Castilla, Castilla usually play, but uh, Manuel Angel, I, I don't think fitting him into a team will be any problem at all. Hmm, interesting. Uh, I was personally like, I haven't watched much of him, but from what I've seen, I think he can play high up the pitch as well. But obviously, as an aide, I think he will give his best output. And just like imagining him and Nico Paz play together is just like really you know, exciting for Garcia. Yeah. Even though I don't think it's going to be like, you know, Aribas playing. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be the same without Aribas. But um, it's still exciting, you know, like uh, Manu Rankel is really talented, really young. So is uh, Nico Paz. Nico Paz will pr- probably get, as I said, a bigger role. And uh, yeah, Manu Rankel, I hope he just like, just gets into the first team because I don't think Dotor is going to say either. Like I think I think he's leaving. Yeah, yeah, I think he's one of the players who, for sure, I think he's turning twenty-two this if he mm. all yeah during this year like Arribas does, and you know those players they need to leave now for for the better of their career. Doesn't he feel like a veteran? Like he's been around for so long. He's just who, he's, Dotor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he just gives me that veteran vibe. That he he's he's also really vocal as a leader, and like just just gives me that veteran presence. Even though he's he's like twenty two years old, I think he's just kind of older than the others. But so, I mean, you've already always got some Castilla players who stay a little bit too long. And uh, for example, Fidalgo is the f- famous example of he played ninety nine or hundred games for Castilla and uh, Arribas is close to that as well. I think he's on like ninety six and, and that's enough. That's enough when you get close to a hundred that's <laughs> that's more than enough. So yeah. yeah. Um I agree. Dotor feels like a veteran and he he's the captain and everything. So yeah, I guess it's natural. 
yeah. And that's like, it's, it could be a bad thing, but I think in this case, is it's a good thing because it shows how mature Dothor is and how, I mean, I think that those qualities go go with him in any team. He can be a vocal leader without without the captain's armband. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah, um, for sure. Apart from, before, uh, before I forget, uh, Spain versus Norway, I think that's going to be uh, a conflict of interest for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, kind of, but uh, I, I don't really care about the under-19s national teams anyway. So <laughs> for me, it's... Uh, I, I I will follow the Real Madrid players and uh, well, I hope there's not too many Norwegians listening to this podcast, <laughs> but uh, I actually like as a football fan, I'm, I'm a Real Madrid fan first. Um, the national team and everything, it's uh, that's not what interests me the most. I'm a, I'm a Madridista, but um, yeah, I, w- I root for Norway, of course, but uh, under 19s, uh, yeah, it's not, not the biggest deal for me. <laughs> yeah. Um just a side note. I don't know why I'm asking this, but is Halin considered like a god in Norway? Uh, or... Um well he definitely gets a lot of media coverage and I think he's he's so famous now that even um like teammates in the national team will be a bit starstruck when they enter the dressing room and uh yeah he's uh a, a lot of coverage goes towards it and it's been a lot of discussion in some people in Norway are critical that um the the media are covering it too they're too biased you know it, there's a lot of controversy with um you know Manchester City and sports washing and everything and how Holland has become kind of the face of sports washing um mm. in some way you know for Manchester City and that there's not the media in Norway can be a little bit like yeah, they're just rooting for their own guys and no critical views. So yeah, that could be that's one side of it. But um, yeah, Holland is uh, super popular, obviously. What about Odegaard? Yeah, for sure he as well, and uh, mm. he um, he's lost the 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 he's, the stars not shining as much as on him as as before. It it was uh, during a recent interview. Uh, Erdogan was uh, he was actually getting no questions it was just Holland getting all the questions and Holland actually had to say yeah you can ask the captain the questions now so um, well before Erdogan was um, the guy who yeah it, it was it was crazy how much coverage he, he got uh, when he went to Real Madrid and uh, they actually had um, when he went Erdogan went to Castilla mm-hmm. um, the uh, TV2 in Norway, they actually bought the rights to Castilla and they showed it on on national television, and it was a very surreal experience for someone who already followed Castilla. Hmm, interesting. I think Odegaard was probably like considered like a, a prodigal child of some sort in in Norway because he was so he was so popular when he was like 15, 16 years old, and that's like really rare. I mean, it's it's I think it's less rare now because you have like players like Endrick and well, but I think I think he country, actually made his debut for the national team as he, as a fifteen year old. So that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's like that's really impressive. Um, I really like Odegaard. I think he's he's one of my favorite players. Uh, I I'm sad that the timeline didn't match for him uh, at Madrid, but I still watch him at Ar- Arsenal, and I I'm really I just love the player. Yeah, things are going very, very well for him. So, you know, with hindsight, you could say it was uh, the right decision for him to leave. But I'm still obviously hurt that uh, he didn't want to just fight a little bit longer, especially with hindsight. You know, I know that Arsenal worked out for him, but um, right after he left, we actually got a lot of injuries in midfield. And I think he would have gotten the opportunity if he had yeah. taken the chance. Who knows? I don't think he would have been a starter for Andred, but uh, I think he could have been an important player for us at least and uh, a player who could be kept around. Mm. What do you think happens if Oliver stays? Like, does it, do we not sign someone that we've already signed or do we sell him? I don't mm. like, how, how does that like, like, how is that? Mm. Like? I mean, we've signed so many players since then, so it's a bit difficult, but uh, I, I think in any case, um, Modric and of course, they are still starting. I don't think anyone are pushing them out. Um, 
let's see who uh, I, I think I honestly don't know, to be honest, uh, because uh, Ergo was not playing much before he left. He was uh, put on the bench quite a bit. So, um, I mean, we signed quite a few players after then. Um, who knows what would have happened to Kamavinga? And, um, yeah. yeah, who knows? Maybe we don't sign Bellingham. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that could be. If so, it works out well, yeah. You never know what, what happens uh, if yeah. you keep one player and... Uh, um, but um, that is difficult to speculate. Yeah. Uh, back to the game. <laughs> we yeah. kind of went off track a little bit. Sorry for that. Um, there was another Castilla player. Well, not Castilla, but who Yeah, uh, pretty much. Cesar, I think that's how you say his name, Cesar Palacios. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think he's as popular as Manuel Ankel, um among the Castilla fans and stuff. So, I mean, how was his performance? Do you think, and like, how, uh, how just player for his player profile, and who is he most comparable to in the Castilla squad right now? And does he get promoted this season? Yeah. So from what I've seen, um, this is interesting. Um, he's well, he's an attacking, more of an attacking midfielder who who is very good at arriving into the box. And uh, scores a lot of goals. I think he was the second highest goal scorer for Castilla. Um, how many goals did he score? I thought, I thought he was... Yeah, yeah, for Juvenila, for Juvenila. And um, yeah. he, um, he is he, so he's a goal scorer, and uh, he 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 has been the second high scorer. Uh, but still, it seems like there's some speculation about him going to the C team instead of Castilla. So, which I find a bit weird if he scores that many goals. And um, so I was excited to see, well, or maybe my, my expectations, I guess I could say the opposite of excited because my expectations were maybe a little bit lowered when I understand that, okay, he's, uh, he's maybe not that good if he's not even going to be promoted to Castilla. Um, but he's surprised me um, positively. He's been played in a very different role, though. He's not uh, playing in this attacking role, driving into the box, even though he scored a goal, a very nice goal today from just, just outside the box. He's been played, actually, as a pivot, as a defensive midfielder, um, mm. like a deep-lying playmaker, spreading passes, which he has done very well, I thought. And um, he seems like a very intelligent player just uh, very calm on the ball doesn't stress when people are pressing him and um yeah nice long passing um link up play and uh yes showed today that he he can score goals as well uh, which he has done for the whole season so yeah I, I liked it and i think um he could be a very useful player i mean we have played it with uh, Theo Sidan as uh, the deep playing <laughs> midfielder this season a lot so name, yeah <laughs> so if if that's the the standards I think Cesar Palacios could be I don't see why he wouldn't be at least part of the squad for Castilla next season um, so I, I like this performance and um, yeah um, if it's that complete that he can both score or run into the box and uh, also create from deep and tackle and yeah looks good yeah, I mean, from from what I've seen at Huvenil A and from these stats, I mean, for Huvenil for A, he scored five goals and had two assists in seven games. It's not yeah. bad at all for a midfielder. It's actually really good. And um, from what I've seen, I haven't seen much, as I've said before. But from, from what I've seen, I think Garcia could really use his profile. And he's like... He's a good player. He's exciting. Yeah. I, I when I didn't know about him, I thought he was a de- defensive midfielder. But then I started like you know watching a few games. I didn't watch like I watched like five or six games for for him, and, uh, and I was really surprised. He was really good. Like I think he he's he's good on the ball. He's a good passer, yeah. like, as you said. Don't understand why uh, we wouldn't just move him to Castilla because Castilla definitely need his profile. They need goals right now. I, their strikers are not scoring goals. Aribas is gone, and um, 
Well, I mean, Marilyn Kelly is not really a goal scorer. Mm. Nico Paz could probably score a few goals, but I mean, I would much rather see, you know, I mean, Palacios, if he's, if he scored a few goals for even an A, might as well try him out. I mean, if it doesn't work, you could just send him to, to the C team or something, but you sh- I just, I think you need to try him out. Yeah, I think, I think that will happen. Um, it's, uh, um, it's, uh, not like you, as you said, it's not like we have uh, too many players of his profile. And uh, yeah, if I also think it's interesting when the national team coaches are trying players in different role than at club level, because you could see um, someone actually said Ancelotti used Kamavinga at left back before France did, but uh, I don't yeah. remember that. But uh, but anyway, the, the fact that he played there in the World Cup made Ancelotti maybe think, okay, maybe he's a serious option there. And, and he ended up getting a lot of minutes there. Maybe Palacios, you know, if Raul surely watches these games, um, maybe could it be uh, a change for him. But I saw that Fabric Madrid tweeted that, yeah, he could play there, but it's not. I mean, you, you lose a lot of his qualities from arriving into the box and everything. Goal-scoring central midfielders, that's kind of rare. So when you have a player who... I think you did. You mention it. It was um, twenty-four goals and eight assists this season for Juvenila. Oh. Goal contribution every hundred minutes. So that's if you have that kind really of good. quality, that's uh, something to 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 maintain. He's got twenty-four goals. Yeah, but but are you uh, sure he's not a striker? I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it says box to box midfielder, advanced playmaker is what. Um, Fabrica Madrid says, and this yeah, know, I mean, yeah, can play as a center midfielder, attack midfielder, left winger, false nine, best mm. suited playing as an interior with freedom to appear and operate in in different areas of the field. So, uh, I guess he maybe he has played a little bit as a striker, but uh, I I I don't know. But uh, twenty four goals is very impressive. Although we have to consider that this Juvenilla side has been record breaking in every yeah. possible way. So he, he's been. How can I say it? Gaining uh, a lot from that for sure, but uh, he's also been contributing. Um, Twenty-four goals is in, is very impressive, no matter how what way you look at it. For midfielder is really insane. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so I, this is why I'm like, Madrid. See what's going on. I mean, a normal in a normal situation, you he would be a. I guess I'm just maybe making a bit too much out of this one article I read. I'm sure he will be promoted. I think I don't think there's a question about it. Yeah, yeah, he's also very young. He's only 18. Yeah. Yeah. Um moving on to the next player. Where where did Gonzalo Garcia play? Gonzalo Garcia, yeah. He, this is also a player who I'm I'm trying to get to familiar with. Um I haven't really understood what position he plays. Um uh, because I thought he was a striker and then Raul played in not only at the right wing, but also one game at right wing back or or whatever. So I was like not sure of what position he really plays. But for Spain, um, in these two games, he's been playing on the right. And um, yeah, he's uh, he's also been very good. He um, nice assist today. Very quick player. Very strong in one on one situations. Uh, running against the fullback, using his pace. But not only does he have pace, he also has the technique, the skills to to, to dribble in tight spaces. I think he makes a lot of good decisions. It's also, as he showed, I think it was in the um, mini Clasico where Iker Bravo had the nice header. He was the one who, who had the assist. Um, nice cross from almost uh, um, the sideline. So, yeah, he... He keeps showing that he's, he can play as a right winger, just running down classic right winger, like a, bit, a little bit of an old-fashioned, making good crosses, beating the man, uh, the fullback. So, yeah, he's been impressive. Also, seems like he's got an eye for goal and uh, definitely someone who will be uh, part of Castilla as well. Yeah, you could probably get some goals out of him because Castilla, they're in need of goals, man. I think uh, if you could contribute like 10, 10 goals a season, that would be pretty good. I think he scored a lot of goals for for him and other season. Yeah, I, I actually tried to find it as we speak. Um, I think it's like 34 or something. 
not yeah, he's, sure. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot. So I'm going to try to to find it. But uh, what side yeah. are you using? No, I'm just scrolling through through all the tweets. So, yeah, okay. So 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Is, this, is this right? Why would he list? I think he scored more. Why, why, no, I'm just trying to find it. I'm talking about the season 21, 20, the last season oh, 31. Okay. No, what is it? I think this is a different thing. Nine goals, seven assists. I think, yeah, okay. So this last year, 35 goals and six assists. So that's uh, very strong. I was very close. Mm. I was, I thought 35 and eight or whatever I said before. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so I mean, it's very impressive. I think thirty-five goals for for Juventus. Ah, if you play that much for 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 Castilla, you could probably get like ten, fifteen. And that's interesting case good. that he, he's um, just um, when uh, the season ended for the under nineteens for Juvenila, he was yeah. walked straight into the, not only to the bench but into the starting eleven uh, in uh, important matches for for Castilla and. Um, so, so uh, I wonder if Raúl had some kind of a agreement with Arbeloa not to to use him too much. Uh, I guess we have a lot of attacking options anyway. But uh, um, he he's like Nico Pass. He's already been starting to get integrated into the team. So yeah, there's just a question of how much he will play and will he be a starter or not. Yeah, I mean, one one thing I would like to mention. I, I I really hope <laughs> that <laughs> Raul doesn't just waste him at right wing back. That yeah, would no, be a shame. <laughs> that would um, be such a shame. Yeah, you never know with Raul. I mean, um, I I guess when we keep Vinicius Tobias, uh, I, I would assume that's uh, our right back spot now for for next season, and then we also have uh, the Jimenez options, but. Uh, yeah, nothing would surprise me with Raul. So um, at least he would get to use his crossing. But uh, it's a bit surprising that he, he doesn't actually have that many assists. Six assists uh, this season and seven the, the year before. So um, does, does he not play like as a as a nine? For, for I, I guess he does. I guess he does. Um, so so maybe that's natural to not has, have as many assists there than yeah. um, from the Maybe wing. you could. Maybe you could try him as striker. I mean, Alvaro hasn't really been at the best of his powers lately. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying mention. I'm just saying, you know, when he's not playing that well, just try try Gonzalo instead sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Another another good option. I mean, seems like Noah Lopez, Alvaro, Ike Bravo will all stay. So Gonzalo Garcia come thrown into the mix. Um a lot of good options. Uh, Cesar yeah. Palacios arriving from midfield, maybe. Manuel Angel spreading passes, making runs. Could be a very fun team to watch. It's uh, I, I, Sometimes, as I've said before, Castilla could be a... It's not a, um, like... Uh, sometimes Castilla can be a boring team. It's not a given that it'll be exciting. But I think with the players coming up, we should have a lot of fun watching them next season as well. Yeah. Although I think the group is kind of difficult. Like, it's not the worst, but I think um, Malaga got relegated, so they're yeah. in our group. I think one of Athletic Madrid's teams is also in our group. And yeah, they're beating. Who else is there? Uh, we will not talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, so what they did this time is that they split, like, the just, uh, I was going to say split the country in, in half, but, like, the... The teams north of Madrid, more or less, are in one group, and the teams like south of Madrid or including Madrid, they are also in one group, another group. I mean, so um, I don't know much about the other clubs, but someone said that yeah, this is a very strong group that we arrived in because, for example, I guess Malaga will be in our group as a south-based side. Um, Atletico will, yeah. be, will be on our group. Um, so a lot of strong sides. Uh, it's what I heard as well. Yeah, it's Cordoba as well, uh, Renato Deportivo. And there's this team that Barcelona played last season, Intercity. They are also mm, okay. here. Alcoyano is here. Mm. Ceuta is also a decent team. 
Algeciras. We played them before. I don't think they were as good, but um, yeah, they're, they're still worth looking out for, I guess. Yeah, I mean... I, I think it will be tough anyway. I think yeah. my expectations for Castilla next season are, are pretty low in terms of thinking about promotion. I think if this team... Which we already, which we had, did not manage to get promoted. Um, then I don't see how this team with the younger players will will do it. Um, so my aim will be: let's at least see a lot of goals, attacking football, entertaining football, and um, yeah, to see some young new talents. That's uh, I guess that's the the normal for for Castilla. Uh, promotion should be a bonus, I guess. Yeah, I mean, at least get into the promotion spots. That would be nice. Mm. Yeah, there are a lot of them, so that's that's possible. Yeah, I In mean, playoffs. there's one more. Yeah, there's one more player um, that played, I guess, from Castilla for this game. And this, yeah, game. Uh, Edgar Puyol. Puyol. I, I Edgar Puyol. Yeah. Or well, yeah, that's a good question. It's actually, I guess he's. Um, I guess, uh, it's a. Catalan name or something. I'm not sure about that, but I think it's Puyol, yeah. Yeah, okay. We'll call him the better Puyol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think he played a few minutes for, for, the, for, like, for the team. He uh, he come on, he came on and um, he's uh, he's someone we've gotten a little bit familiar with um, um, already for Castilla. He, he was part of Castilla this season and uh, he was definitely not a starter. But um, he uh, he played quite a bit as a central no no as a as a center back. Uh, today yeah. he came on as a central midfielder, so oh. um, he can play in both positions. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact: I'm not a huge fan of Puyol. I mean, not saying he's bad. I'm just saying that he's um he's not that he's not great in my opinion. He can't like I have I haven't been uh, like. Uh, in any direction, I, I'm pretty neutral to him. I haven't been disappointed or impressed, but uh, I, I don't uh, think I he's mean, the one with I the saw, most potential. Yeah, from what I saw in the in the games that he played, I remember just like I don't remember what he did, but I'm, I remember making notes about something that he did that was really weird and wrong. I just no, can't I see, remember. Yeah. Obviously, I can't remember now because it happened so long ago. I don't think he's played that much since then. But um, yeah, I don't think he's gonna play that much this season. It, I mean, he could actually, if Rafa Marin leaves, he could have a bigger role. Yeah, and this is also an interesting point. Um, who who stays? I guess Marvel stays. Alvaro Carrillo. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, also depends on what, uh, how many center backs will Raúl use. But yeah, um, he he was already playing for Castilla, so I guess he's ahead of. Most, um, for example, Jacobo and in the Juvenile, I, I, yeah, we will have to wait and see. But uh, um, with the center back situation, I'm not that uh, updated to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think Marvel is definitely saying because he's very young, mm. and Carillo might say, but I don't think. I mean, I don't think it's that deep for Castilla that, you know, we can't let two of our best centre-backs go because that, that's what happens every single summer. Um, I think Rafa Marin is definitely not going to say. Uh, Carillo, I think, might say. I'm not sure, though. Um, so, yeah, Edgar Puyol might get a lot of minutes next season, and I hope he doesn't play uh, the way he did last season, in my opinion. <laughs> We've had surprisingly few like um, comunicados oficiales um, for uh, like uh, official announcements of players leaving. Um, I guess uh, the season just ended for them, so maybe it's natural. But I would think that someone would uh, like to announce their new clubs before taking summer vacation. But uh, maybe, maybe the other players were waiting to see if if they got promoted or not, and that would decide their future so I mean this it's not that many weeks until the season starts so I guess we will see a lot of changes in the upcoming days weeks yeah yeah I think it's not over I mean obviously there's gonna be a few players that leave uh we'll just we'll just wait and see yeah um there was one is do you have anything else from the game that might 
need uh some talking about um hmm I think maybe there's a lot of things that I have forgotten about, but um, yeah, I think you mentioned the Manuel Angel. This runs into the box. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think uh, I've got the most important things covered. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, there are a few things I missed as well. I think I saw Palacio's goal. You yeah, I think it was was that the goal from the edge of the box. Yeah, yeah, it was with a we got a hand on it. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if there's nothing about uh, about um, this this team that we Spain, yeah. definitely watched, I, had, I didn't watch. Um, but I mean, we could move on to another topic, or unless you want to leave it for another podcast. No, if you have time, go ahead. I mean, it's up to you. I mean, I can. We can talk about it for ten minutes. So I don't mind. I don't. I don't think we will do a pod on it, like specifically. But we could talk about Aribas's uh, future. I mean, I think it was certain that he wasn't going to play for 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 the first team. I was hoping he would, but I don't think he will. Um, but now the the Madrid have signed. Uh, how do you pronounce his name? Arda. Guler, Arda Guler. Um, yeah, I actually know someone from from Turkey who helped me to to pronounce it, but I don't remember what <laughs> what was said. But uh, Arda Guler or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Arda Guler. Yeah, I mean now that, that we've signed him, who also like he's not this like exact carbon copy of Arivas, but there are some stylistic uh, similarities between the two. And they occupy the same positions, and they're pretty like short, I guess. I mean, left-footed, good, dribblers. good yeah. dribblers, cutting inside, can score goals, can create assists. Um, yeah, not like the fastest. A lot of similarities yeah. between them. I think Aribas is even better, maybe in um, tight spaces. Um, mm. But but. Uh, I agree that with with this signing now, I guess um, Arribas playing for the first team next season is more or less ruled out. I mean, not even it's not about about next season. It's about like I don't think he's going to play ever. Like if he doesn't um, play next season, if we sell him on to another club, we have right wingers right now um, in Rodrigo and uh, Arda Guler and. We might even sign someone. I mean, Fede Valverde can also play there. I just don't see Arivas playing like there because we've already signed a left-footed wide midfielder slash winger in our world. We we wouldn't really need to bring in Arivas again because like he he just wouldn't play if he if he's brought back. So I'm I'm not actually that worried about this um, because I think the situation is very simple for Arivas now. Um, he needs to leave, mm-hmm. and I gotta say that maybe looking back, maybe I, I, I personally think Arribas could have done very good things for the first team. I think he could have. He, he was never going to be a starter, but I think he could have made some good contributions if given minutes. But yeah. looking back, there's one thing what I would do, and there's another thing what Ancelotti would do. And I think based on what we've seen, how little faith. Arribas has been given uh, by Ancelotti. I actually think it's quite a stupid idea to keep him with the first team. I think yeah. he would have performed if given the opportunity. But as I said, given what we we know, l- let's just uh, either sell him with the buyback uh, thing, whatever we've been doing lately, uh, or send him out on loan, and then I'm not too worried because I think a player of his quality should shine in almost any like club of of a decent like the right size so um if he performs well enough he will come back for sure i think he will he could go the frank garcia route or whatever you want to call it and i don't take it for granted that aragula will will become better than aribas yes he's younger he's already as an 18 year old I guess he was maybe 16, 17 playing in the Europa League. So that's, he's very young, but that doesn't mean 
that he's automatically going to become a better player. Um, I think if Arribas were to be given the similar role for Fenerbahce, he could do um, good things as well. So, yeah, that's my take on it. I'm not saying uh, who's better and who's worse. I'm just... Because Arribas, I, I mean, it's like, it's the facts here, right? Arribas hasn't really gotten a chance to play for the first team. And Guler, he, he gets the chance straight away because he's signed for the first team. So I think in that respect, I just don't see Arribas, like, you know, playing that much. I mean, he wouldn't have played that much and it's the right thing to move for now, for this season. But I think that if, even if he does perform well, it might also go down the Odegaard route where, you know, he's playing well, but the team doesn't need him. Like, Fran but, Garcia, but, uh, yeah, I agree. It could go down that route as well. But if... Odegaard was, was brought back and he actually started the first two games after his uh, Real Sociedad loan ended and he just didn't take his chances. I mean, um, I think the way back for Aribas is going to be tough. But I think it's possible if he performs well enough. I, that's just the way it has to work. Hmm. I mean, nothing's impossible in football. I just don't... See, I, I think I'm less um, less optimistic about it as uh, than you are. But after what you watched from him this season, how can I you not bring like believe? I mean, I would, I would definitely give him a chance. I'm just saying that I would have... I think I would have kept him instead of signing... Oh, a winger. I mean, I could have at least tried him out, but even if he does go on loan, I I think he is good enough that he could provide a lot to this team. But I just I don't know. Like uh, he he's a he's a really good player, but he, I, if if there are already like players like Wooler who might perform well for the first team, and players like Rodrigo who who is performing well for the first team. You might not want to bring back Aribas because Aribas himself might not want to come back because he's not going to play that much. If Wooder's signing is successful, and if Rodrigo stays like if he keeps playing the way he's playing, I don't think Aribas has a chance to play for the first team that much. If if like think about it, if there's two right wingers that are really good that are playing really well, and one of them is stylistically really similar to Aribas. Why would the club want to bring back Aribas and why would Aribas want to come back to the club? I mean, it, it all depends on the performances of, of the, the players who, who are there now. I mean, yeah. I, I don't take it for granted that Aragular will become an immediate success. I don't take it for no. granted that he will become like a, a world star. And 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 it's also like, in Norway, it's, I see some similarities to the Urgo example Um because in Norway, it was always like, oh, will, will it come back to Elmer? Will it come back? But it, it, it was always with the um, understanding that in the question, they asked not will he come back, but will he come back to be a starter? And that's, if the starter roots, I mean, that's that's going to be tough for, for any player, but for Arribas to become a good enough player that it can just at least be a, a valuable squad player, uh, I think there's a very good chance of that happening. If he wants to, definitely. But players, some players prefer playing more or playing for a team like Madrid. Yeah, that I don't know, but uh, I yeah. think he already I mean, would have been uh, been um, a good player for to to have in the squad. Yeah, I am obviously in agreement with you. I'm just saying that in the future, I don't know if he settles for a squad role. I'm just saying that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I don't know him as a person to know his preferences, but uh, I, I, yeah, I guess that could be true that he wants to to have a starring role. But uh, um, I actually wanted to bring up this point about um, it's a bit weird how <laughs> the the perspective changes for us whenever we sign someone from outside because Arda Guler is eighteen and he, everyone's like, yeah, put him into the first team, he's ready. Um, Yet with Castilla players or with our own academy players, um, for example, Manuel Angel, he, I think he's maybe 18 years or 19 years old already. It's the quick search. Um, so yeah, he's 19 already. He was, he's been 19 since March. So my point is that, um, 
seems like we have more patience with our own players. I guess if if it were that important to make them play at a higher level, I guess wouldn't like loaning them out to Turkish clubs at an earlier stage be a better option? I mean, I'm not sure if I'm going going anywhere with this, but but you see what I mean, like um, um, with Arribas, who was a very top talent all the way since arriving before arriving to Castilla. It was never any talk of him being loaned out back then. So I just I just don't see yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's kinda of tough to understand what you mean, but um yeah, I mean players don't get loaned out as at the start. Um I don't know. I mean it's a it's a good point. I just don't have anything to add on it. I think yeah, there I should just, be a few uh, players that might that, that should get loaned out, but you know how it is sometimes loan deals don't work. Uh, My point is, but... should we rethink our, the way we do, you know, with the academy? Because um, should we, because instead of like being very patient about keeping our academy players, um, should we then, when we know that, okay, now we've got a very good talent here, let's try to send him out to to whatever league who would take this kind of talent? Or is it just... Uh, difficult to find suitors if someone has not even played for Castilla. Could also bring the, um, I mean, um, question whether someone like Arriba, someone like Manuel Angel should be playing for Castilla even earlier. Um, I mean, we do have the under 19s and under 18s, etc., for a reason, but um, was Arriba's not ready to play for Castilla earlier? He's definitely been good enough to leave for a while now. So if we could just like shift everything like down. Uh, a step I don't know how to to say it but uh make everything make sure that he, he starts this journey even earlier I mean it's something to discuss at least yeah yeah definitely I think it halts the players growth and their chances of making the first team if they play for Castilla for too long and if they're too like if they're too talented to keep at Castilla you just you should be able to um like you know, send them out on loan to a club in Turkey or whatever. I mean, I think Arivas could play really well, but at the same time, I mean, he hasn't re- he hasn't played there yet, so I can't re- like. I'm not saying he can't like he's not good enough. Obviously, he's good enough, but ha- I just like people haven't seen him play there, and people have seen Guler play pretty well for Fenerbahce. I'm not saying one's better than the other, but I'm just saying that. Because of the fact that he was brought up in a different team and he's t- he played for the first team, he has a better chance of becoming a first-team player than Arribas. Because Arribas, he was kept... This is what I don't understand. This, he was kept at Castilla for so, too long. He performed really well. He was a, he is the best Castilla player I've, I've seen in years. I, I've ever seen, I mean, from my own eyes. And... um. You know, like he doesn't get a chance because he's playing at uh, at Castilla, which is not his fault because he's been asked to play for Castilla. So, like, I don't know what he could do. Like, it just it doesn't make sense for uh, like you know mm. the youngsters at Castilla. So, like, I guess the problem for Spanish players is that I mean, if you're playing in Turkey, if you're a Turkey, you know, player from Turkey, you the 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 level of the league is lower. So there are, you know, you don't need to be that big of a talent to to get to to have minutes in the top of the league. While in Spain, to play in La Liga or to play in the Premier League, I mean, it's it's much tougher, the level there. Um, and also, clubs are always more willing to give chances to their own. So for a Turkey, Turkish club to, to play like a random Spanish kid uh, before one of their own, I guess, wouldn't be that popular. Um but at the same time, I'm saying that, yeah, it's difficult to play in the top flight. But look at Barcelona. I mean, credit where credit is due. They throw in this 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 15-year-olds even. So, I mean, Real um, Madrid are a bit conservative in this regard. Maybe it works out. I mean, you don't have to rush it. I actually think Real Madrid's approach is kind of um, sensible in many ways. But I think it, it just made me think this, that Arda Guller arrives into the first team. Now, now he's 
everyone takes for granted he's going to play for the first team next season. Hmm. Yeah. Arribas uh, could be a better player already. And for a while, he, he hasn't been given the chances at all. So something to to consider. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just wanted to see... Uh, I just wanted to see Arribas play for the first team. It's not going to happen now. Maybe not ever, but... You know, time will tell. Yeah, I'm keeping my hopes up, but yeah, time will tell. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely follow him. I will definitely follow him next season, though, for sure. I will, uh, yeah, I think I'm probably even going to watch his uh, his full games. I'm not. That's not often that I'm doing that when Castillo players leave, but uh, I will yeah. strongly consider to to follow him closely. Arriba's corner. Yeah. yeah. Which has I mean, been I'm... pretty much the whole season, though. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't mind, actually. I don't mind yeah. seeing, like, doing a segment on him every week. Or every yeah. two weeks. I don't yeah. mind. I could do it. I, I love watching him. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm Plus very... Um, <laughs> we actually had this discussion a while back that we should... Uh, should have this episode, but but we I think we closed that idea pretty quickly. It would be a bit dry to watch like Segunda División uh, teams with uh, like, for example, I'm not going to watch a single minute of Alvaro Martin next season. I think uh, even though I, I like him, it's uh, it's not that exciting to watch some Segunda team play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for Arribas, we're, we're making an exception. Yes, I mean for any. Talented Real Madrid Loney, I will I will watch and uh, yeah yeah I I believe enough in Arribas to think that he he can still be a top player yeah definitely he is really good I I think he just like prolonged his stay a little bit that's why people might not rate him as much as we do but I think the talent is there I think he but can hey, be really good but hey in an alternative universe we send him on loan. Two years ago, to via the lead or Dortmund or whatever, and he doesn't play at all, and his development is hindered even more. So I think the Castilla route is maybe a bit, um, in lack of a better word, cowardly, but it's it's a kind of a secure route as well. At least you will get to dominate, and you will you will have minutes, and uh, so I think the, this route has worked for a lot of players, and and could work for for those who yeah. have stayed a little bit too long as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you have anything else that we could talk about, or is that it? I mean, there's always things to talk about, but uh, yeah, I think we we covered most of it. Yeah, I mean, there's all there. There's always going to be uh, another episode, so yeah. whatever we didn't cover might get covered next next week. Definitely. Um, yeah, I think that's it for today. I'm pretty tired myself. It's almost two a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, thank you, Ruben, for, for this conversation. Yeah, pleasure as always. And yeah, it's always a pleasure. Um, we will be back pretty soon with others, other stuff for Castilla. Castilla Corner is not. It's still uh, very much alive. It's going <clears> to, <throat> it's gonna, you know, keep pushing out content and stuff. And yeah, uh, until then, Ala Madrid. Ala Madrid. Social Podcast Network.